previously on Kurt Spurbs Blurbs. And you like white butts and stuff? Sometimes. Yeah. Tonight on Kurt Spurbs Blurbs. Are you going to get mad at me for the credit card scene too? Well, it depends what you're about to say. Kurt B. Burbson. Kurt B. Blurbson. Kurt B. Burbson now. Kurt B. Burbson. Kurt B. Blurbson. It's Kurt Spurbs Blurbs time now. It's Kurt Spurbs Blurbs time now. What up, neighbors and lunatics? Dr. Kurt Money here with another episode of Kurt's Burbs Blurbs, the only podcast devoted to Tom Hanks' best movie, The Burbs. I'm your host, Dr. Kurt Money, and we have got a roller coaster of a chat today uh, with lifelong bud Matt McClure. I gotta warn you, though, this episode is definitely R-rated, if only for the story he tells about the guy in the trailer park. <laughs> Mayfield Place should probably be kiddo-free for this one. Uh, but we got a few things to talk about. We actually, we got a lot of little stuff to talk about. But first, you know what time it is. How about some housekeeping? You want me for pillow? As of the 15th of January, 2020, I have watched The Burbs 63 times. Hmm. I think, is that the same number as the last check-in? Ugh. I gotta be honest, that number would be way higher if I didn't have to spend all my time editing this podcast about The Burbs. <laughs> it's like... I started the podcast so I could guilt-free watch the burbs as much as I wanted to, and now I'm too busy to do so. Ugh, this housekeeping was a shame. Do not fluff the pillow. What kind of hotel is this? All right, I got a new segment for you. And with a new segment, that means new name. This one is called... <laughs> bulletin Burbs. <laughs> like, you know, bulletin board. Obvs. And then also, like I'm shooting burbs facts, like info bullets. Yep. Leaving that in. What kind of hotel is this? A lot of movement in the Kirk Cave on Burbs as I have acquired. All right. I got three North American VHS 1990 releases. I got one Dutch Burbs that is like, that came in this dope ass, like yellow trim case that's bigger than a normal VHS. It's pretty sweet. I cannot wait to fire that up. And then also the ones in English so that I'll understand it. Those will be fun to watch as well. All right. So this one's a big one. And this is going to be a bullet, but this will probably be an episode or a segment or something. So over the break, I discovered that for the low, low price of 35 bucks, I could order a Burbs 8x10 publicity photo from Joe Dante's personal collection, and he would sign it and personalize it however you wanted. Naturally, I got the two Burbs prints available and requested that he sign them to Dr. Kurt Money, a very well-respected pathologist. So I got the signed pics in last week, and uh, pains me to say this, but the inscriptions are wrong. I didn't, I, I put off opening the envelope for like five days because I was like, I don't know, something doesn't feel right. Something doesn't feel right. And then I was like, I got to wait till I have my tattoo. Oh, that was another bullet. I got the tattoo, but I'll post a pic of that soon. Anyway, back to this autograph thing. Okay. I finally opened up the pics. Inscriptions are wrong. One says to Dr. Kurt Money, a well-respected pathologist. And the other one says to Dr. Kurt Money, a very respected pathologist. Now, close, yes, but not exact. And it's a direct quote from the movie. In fact, he's a very well-respected pathologist, my friend. I mean, I don't know. I was, I sat on it for days. Like, do I email them? Do I bother? Because, like, the last thing I want to do is annoy my favorite director of my favorite movie of all time. I don't want to annoy him. But here's the thing, man. I can't stick these on my wall because I'm going to stare at them and just go wrong, 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 wrong. And the fact that they're both wrong, but with the different words? I don't know. I'd love to know what happened. We'll see. I did end up emailing them, though, and I told them, I said, I know it's insane to be bugged by this, but, uh... Sure was damp. 
today. As soon as I get a reply, I'll let you know. Don't worry, I was super nice in the email, and I even said, look, I know this is ridiculous, and please feel free to tell me to hit the bricks, because the last thing I want to do is annoy my favorite director, but I did send the email, so we will see. Bulletin burbs number three. Man, oh man, did I score some gold at Larry Edmonds Hollywood Bookshop. I got a great Tom Hanks career breakdown from the mid-90s. That book is set to appear in another segment of mine. Please rise. That's right. Burbs. Beefs. Boy, am I heated with this book. The way that they talk about the burps okay anyway save that till the next court date uh anyway okay i know there's more that i'm forgetting but we got to get this rolling so please enjoy my chat with mcclizu oh and also at some point in this convo the villain of kurt's burbs blurbs mudo aka the big bad of kbb interrupts the chat with some sick burns via text but other than that smooth sales What up, what up, what up, neighbors and lunatics? Dr. Kurt Money here, host of Kurt's Burbs Blurbs, the only podcast dedicated to the 1989 Joe Dante masterpiece, The Burbs, Tom Hanks' best movie. I am here with lifelong bro, Matthew McClure. However, I've never called him Matthew. He is McClizzoo to me. Hi. Tell everybody what you do, how you're like a hero and shit. I work for the fire department. I save lives, protect property. Actually, I really don't. I usually sit in a recliner and I make really good food. And then sometimes we have to go get on a fire truck. Can you tell the degloving thing real quick? The penis degloving? Yeah. <laughs> you want me to tell the penis degloving yeah, story? Okay, so <laughs> bath salts are really bad. Future Kurt here. Hey, uh, Dr. Money, maybe don't jump right into the penis degloving story. Yeah, let's table that for now. They'll tease it, but I'm going to kick that to the end. So if you're pro-penis degloving, you got something to look forward to. All right. When McClure first became a firefighter, I knew the dudes he was working with because I had to do community service because I got arrested. Remember? Oh, yeah. yeah. And I had to do it at the firehouse, <laughs> and it was the most fucking fun, like, punishment I've ever gone on because we'd smoke cigarettes outside, and I needed, like, 25 hours. And you did, these, like, 10. These mofos would be like, okay, go clean the bathroom, and then you can just kick it, and we'll sign it for five hours. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah, I got in trouble too. And then I had to do community service. And I did it the same place. Because a friend of mine's brother was a was a fireman there. And they're like, yeah, we get people come in here and do this all the time. Most of the time it's for good reasons. Like you need some community service work for National Honor Society. Not for getting busted drinking at college. So, yeah, I did 20 hours of community service. Really did like nine. I don't know if that judge is listening. My name is Judge. But that is a non-burbs blip. Let's get back to the fact at hand. Today I watched the burbs for the 59th time with McClizzu, his wife, and his two beautiful children. Yes. I had a great time. The kids were loving it. Sarah was loving it. I was loving it. Sarah was loving Kurt loving it. <laughs> well, yeah. But, well, first of all, right off the bat, tell me what your opinion is of the movie. Because I've already got my retorts, but let's hear it. Yeah. I, it was a solid 80s uh, semi-spoof comedy horror flick. Not horror flick, but, you know, classic Hanks. I don't think I'm on the level that you're on when it comes to the, the passion for this movie. It didn't really change my life, but uh, it was worth a watch. Okay, now here's the deal. We're going to get real for a minute. <laughs> I could tell he was not into it right off the bat. Now, look. Was this, it, is it the hangnail situation? Okay, I have it marked on time from 2831 in the movie until 3934 picking nails. Some bitch was in there. You know, Head I'm trying down, not picking to. Picking nails. Uh, eyes were up. In correct, sir. They were down. Uh, That's why you didn't clock me looking at you. Cold clocking you, dude. I was got you eye to eye. No, you were you pulled your pen out of your fanny pack and you used it several times. I saw you the entire time. I knew what you were doing. 
I wrote down things that he missed. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the deal. McClure is with me in loving the groups. Absolutely. MacGruber. I introduced it to him back in 2010. MacGruber. He's a giant MacGyver fan. MacGyver! So McClure gets it. Capital G, capital I, gets it. Groobs is the perfect example of that. We've been quoting it for a decade now. But you know what? Forget the good times when we saw eye to eye, because I got to get back to the burps. I know that you didn't like the movie and you didn't enjoy it. Bullshit. Here's the deal. (laughs) I was ready for you to say you didn't like it, and I was going to go, I got to be real with you. You didn't watch it. You didn't watch it. Yeah, I watched it. I've seen it before. It's been a while. You said you had never seen it. So this is lie number one. No, this is not lie number one. It's been a long time since I've seen it. And watching it again, and I'm seeing the characters again, makes me go, oh yeah, I have seen this. I have seen this. I do remember this. Was not memorable then. Is more memorable now. Because you want to know why I like it so much. Yeah, it's like the same reason why I wanted to know why my grandpa smoked cigarettes. What's he doing (laughs) with that thing? Like... Why is he putting that thing in his mouth and lighting it, and he's, got to, and he's got to crack the window? What's he doing? Like, why does he do that? And how come I can't do that? Fair. So I need to figure out what this is. So it's just more of an interest, you know, if you liked to watch cricket. I don't know how you play cricket. I'd want to learn then, because it looks really, really weird. The Burbs is better than cricket. I think it is. Is uh, there a higher meaning to the Burbs? Yeah. That's one of the theories, yeah. Well, can I just say some of the things that you missed? Sure, absolutely. Well, this, is this going to bother you? No, go ahead. 1633. Oh, no. First of all, you recognized, you were really hung up on where did you know Wendy Shaw? Yes, because it was bothering me. So he, he, he's he got his phone out second. One, this guy. Phone out. That's what you do. Why let it stew? Why not just answer the question? And then later, when whoa, 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 whoa. our... What? What's up? guy that can't let something go i'm trying to figure out who this person is so i can move on and not let it bother me for days on end and i get criticized all right yeah go ahead that seems unfair you just made a pretty good defense solve it now wendy shaw you recognized you and your wife sarah recognized i'm just gonna say sarah she's my friend too it's not just your wife more my wife than your friend but okay oh i didn't know that Mm. interesting Uh, we'll dive into that later sure was damp Today. They both know Wendy Shaw from Inner Space, which is another Joe Dante film. Give yourself a shot of adventure. So new stuff I caught today. That zoom in, how would they live in, you think it's South Dakota or some shit? Northern Plains, Dakota area. Right. I said Minnesota. This no. is a Burb Street. This is a Burb Street. You say no. It's not Minnesota. Not Minnesota. Okay. I don't know, man. Way too far west. Okay. But it, when it zooms in and gets to like the, the greenery and shit in the highway, that's the 101 and you can see Griffith Park. And so they're zooming in on, on South Dakota, but it's a, it's a, but it's, it's an overhead of LA. It looked like it to me because there was a, I could see the Griffith Observatory, Which, AKA MacGyver's but, home, MacGyver! where like La Land and shit took place. <laughs> He's living in there. Yeah. I just decided to live here. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was MacGyver. He probably yeah. just broke in. From here on, it was easy does it. 10 minutes into this movie, five minutes into the burbs, five minutes in the burbs, McClure goes, so you think this is normal, or what'd you say? You said I was obsessed or something? No, 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 no. Yeah, I did. I'm so sorry. But I did write down McClure missed eyes dogs. On the zoom in at 1711, they did the Sergio Leone zoom in on the faces, and I watched McClure out of the corner of my eye. His eyes were down. The second that it happened. For the entire shot of the zoom in on Queenie. And that's like one of the biggest laughs. That's a point where no matter what, everybody laughs. So I've got the dog taking a dump. No, later when it's going ding ding ding, I'll play the music. Okay, good job, future Kurt. No, it's when they're zooming in before they go to knock on the neighbor. <laughs> okay, good job, future Kurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one who edits this show. Oh, okay. I'm current Kurt or past Kurt. 
I'm current current right now. Later when I listen to this, I'll be past. Past Kurt, and then future Kurt's the one that's editing it. Yeah, so that's Furt, and then there's Pert and Kurt. Current Kurt is Kurt with a C, so he's kind of a douche. This guy right here. E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, imbeciles have more on you! McClure, he's got his shit together. This guy's a proper adult. He's got his dream job. Yeah. He married the love of his life, and he's got two beautiful little kids. Yep. Pretty, pretty good right now. You love it. Yeah, pretty good. Things are different because obviously consuming media has taken a backseat to raising children. Uh, most times. The kids were there watching, they're playing and stuff. So I knew, I wasn't anticipating it. This silence. wasn't, yeah, this was not a sterile environment to watch a movie. It wasn't, but really what set me off with the picking the nails. I think that really was. I just, you know, I got this thing. I don't know what it is. Sometimes you just got to take care of something when you can. That's the job I live in. If you gotta go pee, you better go pee because you never know where you're gonna be. We got a bleeder! But I was okay with the toys and the kids because that's what we're saying. That they're fuck, they're children. Yeah, this they're, is their kids. This is what's gonna happen no matter what. And this made me realize why I think some shows may do better right off the bat, or why like a Thirty Rock or something takes a minute to catch on. Because as parents, you gotta be able to miss a minute and still be able, and still, still be able to follow the story, still be caught up. Yeah, yeah. It's fascinating. It's just something to know. You ever seen that movie Vantage Point? Yeah, that's with Matthew Fox from Lost. Yes, and Dennis Quaid. Yep. See, I figured you would have gone with Dennis Quaid instead of Matthew Fox from Lost because... Fair. Interspace? And Interspace reference. Yep. Yes. Interspace. <laughs> because that like, that movie is like a 20-minute movie that's just barely crammed into an hour and 40 minutes. Oh, what? So, <laughs> okay. Huh. What's that have to do with anything we're talking about right now? Because I literally watched the thing while I was playing with my children. So what you're not saying is that the hour and 41 minute movie that you watched today should have been 20 minutes of content. Is that what? Eh, it's a lot more flashbacks would have helped. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing he missed. He didn't hear the first. Is that a Slavic name? No, I did. No, you didn't. When was it? It was when they were in there talking to the... the Theodore guy. Hell no. That's number two from Mark, dude. Tom Hanks says it in the first scene in the kitchen. Is that a Slavic name? So then we hear him go later. Klopek. What is that, Slavic? And then we get the classic line. No. About a nine on the tension scale, Rube. Classic. <laughs> Not classic? Yeah. But, but see, you didn't get to experience it because you missed the Slavic. Probably. And there were a few of those that happened, but... When the nails happened is when I was like, then it like irked me. And then I later I burned him and said his kid was better at watching videos than him. <laughs> I'm an asshole. How unfortunate for the naps. No, even though you missed some setups and some payoffs and whatnot, no laughs at the ball of flame. That's okay. Hmm. That's where yucks happen, dude. That's where yucks occur. Okay. They didn't with you. No. But I did realize, maybe it's because I was watching it with the firemen, the Klopeks have a fire extinguisher in every room. Yeah. That's hilarious. It kind of goes with the fact that they burn a lot of candles. Oh, my God. You're right, dude. A thousand percent. Oh, my God. And then the house blows up later. Now, here's something you missed that I missed until I read about it, and then I was like, holy shit, that's true. At one point, Carrie Fisher goes, Now, before somebody falls off a roof or sets themselves on fire, both those things happen. Bruce Dern falls off a roof. Yo, Rumsfield! And then Corey Feldman goes over there and slaps him on the stomach. Sorry. 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 That was very cool, man. And T. Hanks gets blown up in the fire at the end of the movie. Something is moving in there. That's true. So there's a bunch of little stuff like that that I love. Like, uh, these are reasons why I love it and why I can keep going back to it. For instance, during the Garbage Men. Garbage! With Dick Miller and Bacardo, and where I was like, 
do not ask me where Dick Miller is from. <laughs> He's from a billion movies. Yeah. He goes, I can't Friday. I have a game versus Roselli Plumbing. And I'm a great bowler. And Wednesday night, we're taking on Roselli Plumbing. When they're in the house where they decide to go over to the neighbors, there is a split second where a van passes by outside on the street. And it's Roselli Plumbing van. Okay. I just caught that last night watching it at my dad's because I had the dynamic on the picture mode. So it was like blown out, making my DVD work really hard and the TV work really hard and just burning some bulbs. But it allowed me to see stuff in a way better light. It was pretty wild, including that. Isn't that dope? Yeah. I love this movie. I know you do. Dude, I watch it and I feel like the four corners of the screen are going into this little thing in my chest. Do you feel like you could replace this movie with another movie? No, because nothing else is to bit but The Burbs is the best of all time. The Burbs is the best of all time. To bit though. <laughs> okay. I'm glad. This is like, I'm trying to like read your mind. It's like reading a text <laughs> from you. It's a separate language. <laughs> Dude, I, I have had a producer say, type that in English. I do not know what you're asking me. Yes. Yes. Like I, most of the time I have to look and I, I want to reply with, the fuck does that mean? And then I have to like break down your text. And then I'm like. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. And then I read WTF question mark, which is just him going, this isn't English, bro. And then I read that and go, oh, let me spell it out for you. Let me spell it out. Here's the name of my family tree. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Numbers, blip, back to the burbs. So wait, now when I tell you that you missed stuff, this isn't me pouring salt on the wound. This is me just reminiscing about the burbs. Okay. When they first go over to the Clopex, the address is 669. They knock once and the nine flips over. And it says 666, three sixes for the devil. Sure. And then later they're like Satan worshipers or whatever. It's funny. Number of the beast. Yeah. Oh yeah. He also, McClure, he calls it music. I got other names for it, but he likes like heavy metal stuff. So you should have loved this more, dude. That should have been your connection. Heavy metal. That was good. Satan worshipers. That's one of the theories, yeah. What time was that? Did you write that down? (laughs) I'd hear pen click and then he'd write something down. I'd be like, oh, there's there's another demerit. (laughs) Okay. Do you know who Skip is? Can you be more specific? During that moment where Art is like, there used to be an ice cream shop or whatever down on the main street. And then there's a over there on Elm. Some people say it's a Nightmare on Elm Street reference. Maybe. I don't give a shit. I don't like Freddy. Freddy Krueger sucks. Why? His jokes are terrible. They're awful, awful puns. And half the time, he's got to say bitch a million times. Hey, yeah, good point. He's the worst. The Nightmare on Elm Street 2 soundtrack did have an awesome docking song on it. See, Dream Warriors? That's three. Two is the one that's coded. Three that was Dream Warrior? Yeah, with Patricia Arquette. Eh, That's a fun movie. Look, I got the set and I've seen them all. Number one is a good movie and legit scares me. But the rest fall apart. Then I'm telling you these puns were god-awful from the start. Not one of them was good or funny. That's why give me Michael Myers. That's why give me Jason. Because their mouths are fucking shut. So we don't have to hear stuff like... Freddy Krueger sucks. Numbers blip. Back to the burbs. Roger. McClure and I have known each other literally our whole lives, but he was first my kind of enemy because he was also friends with Nate Dogg. And I was like, oh, Nate can't play? He's playing with this McClure character. And I remember thinking when I was like five, in 10 years, I'm going to work with this guy in Sears. (laughs) And we're going to be buds. And we're going to order pizza. And we're going to give the pizza guy way too much information. (laughs) Because, see, this is how it works. Like, we have to close down the store, and then we got to, like, put money in a drawer, and then we have to get in our car. we got to drive there. We've well, got to stop somewhere else. ETA, babe. When you could have just said, hey, can I put an order in so that it's ready at 8.30? Never pay full price for late pizza. i got to get a new route. 
I came out to you and Nate in the same text thread, right? Uh, yeah. Was I drunk or high? I think I was drunk, right? I don't think there was a specification. Well, I was one of the two. Okay. Uh, you guys were both cool about it. Yeah, was I not supposed to be? Well, I didn't think you were going to be a dick or anything. It was just... <laughs> Reply back of just ease. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I want to do. I just want to drink a couple hundred beers and maybe smoke an occasional cigar outside. One thing I don't miss about drinking is that every time I'd wake up, there'd be 10 things I regretted. Yeah. Now, those still happen, but I can cover those in therapy and go, you know what? Maybe I should forget that. Yeah. But Boo. the ones with booze, it's like, oh, my God, dude, you yeah. have to apologize to all these people now. I've been there for quite a few of those. Yeah. And now you've been the person I apologize to. <laughs> Most of the time. Because <laughs> one time involved putting meat in a couch. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> anyway. That wasn't even my couch. No, it wasn't. It was your belt in the freezer, though. That was my pants, pants in the trash. Pants in the trash. Nate's belt in the freezer. Nate's belt in the freezer. Oh, do you remember the Doritos? I literally crushed a bag of Doritos and put them in his jar of pennies so it'd be harder to clean. That was some funny shit, though. Yeah, it was funny. You can't get to the change without dumping out the Doritos, but then you can't dump out the Doritos without dumping out the change. Dude, drunken brilliance. That's like a firehouse prank right there. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. And I did that's just, uh, I, don't, I don't know where I got that. I don't remember doing that. But I'm like a little rascal. You ruined what's-her-name's phone with hand sanitizer. Well, Danielle, so now here's the sad part, dude. And this is genuinely something that I've struggled with. Those were funny pranks. I mean, it sucks about Nate's couch. You guys didn't realize it for two months, right? When you were throwing the couch out and a turkey fell out. Well, let's let's tell the whole story. It was a bag of sliced yeah. turkey deli meat yeah. that you thought would be hilarious if you took the bag out of the fridge and put it between the couch cushions with meat in it yeah it had meat in it not yeah. just a bag but it had I put turkey slices in. in his couch yeah so the turkey then started to decompose and stink and every time nate would sit on his couch a big <laughs> like burst of rotting meat air would come up and he wouldn't be able to figure out he'd pick up the couch it wouldn't he couldn't figure out where it was coming from so finally he's like and it was a pleather couch like it's not like it was anything porous like something got spilled on it or anything and he couldn't figure it out and then we finally we're throwing it out throwing the couch out saying forget it i don't want the this couch bag of rotten meat falls out of the couch and it was disgusting and you were there yeah two months later and i'm like oh my god kurt did this oh because you were eating it yeah in the in the in the kitchen by the handful it was like shaved turkey yeah i remember yeah. it, it was good Ugh. now that's funny and we can laugh about it now because nate has since got a new couch true no harm no foul however the part that you didn't see was when i tried to leave when you guys fell asleep and danielle had to sleep in front of the door yeah and i was whipping coors bottles yeah at her yeah i remember you talking. not bottles cans yeah at the door and it's like in her whole thing God, i'm getting i, I could probably like cry about it but i she was like it wasn't you yeah i've heard that before too at other times with people i love and care about like one time with maddie said that and she told laura he's a different person it, it, there's always those moments of like where I'm whipping beer cans at my good friend because I literally want to go walk the streets of Chicago yeah. shithoused. And I literally just want to go walk to the, I mean, I've done it in LA where I ride my bike 40 miles to the ocean and then fall asleep on the side of the road in Beverly Hills with my bike tied to my shoelaces. <laughs> and a lady walking her dog says, are you okay? And I'm like, just take a nap, keep walking. It's crazy shit. Yeah. So that's scary and that doesn't happen anymore. But we can still laugh about the meat and the catch. Yeah. Good, honey. We saw Anchorman together in theaters. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of movies. Kill Bill, we also saw. Yes. Dope. And then what, does, what do we see this year, my man? Uh, well, it's the first time I've been in a theater since, I believe, Alvin and Chipmunks 2, the squeakquel. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that was with my nieces. Um, oh. Was we went and saw Joker. That was at Cinerama. Yeah, front row Cinerama Dome. I gave him the K Money experience, and it was everything he hoped for great. and more. And then we bought some really good music from this guy out front. Oh God! And then uh, the other movie was. I can't remember. We just talked about Gemini it. Man. Yeah. Gemini Man. I completely forgot about it too. With uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. And uh, that plot was paper thin. <laughs> Says who? I noticed this time for the first time at 2723, Rummy's car cover is camo. What car was underneath? It was like a gray Corvette or something. Like he's, you actually see the car without the camo cover on it? Ever? We see a bullet go through the front window later when he falls off the roof. Yo, Rumsfield! Yeah, okay. I don't think that's a Corvette. I'm gonna have to watch that again. Yeah, see? So boom. I'll send you these time codes. Okay. What else we got? Oh, picking the nails. We already covered that. Is mm-hmm. Bruce Dern's leg tat real or part of the character? Do you think he served Nam or something? Uh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, but what do, you, what do you think? This is a Burb Street. I'll cover this in Sherlock Burbs, but it used to be called Burbs Like Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> Burbs, she wrote. <laughs> I'll second that. There were times when... You were paying attention, but the things you were getting hung up on were inconsequential. You were like Maddie looking for ways to catch out the movie. Yeah. Why you do that, dude? Want to try to get one over on you? Want to have something so obvious in there, like they burn candles and they have fire extinguishers and you not put it together? (laughs) I just didn't notice. I guess that might just be my training. (laughs) Mike! Eddie, get down here quick. Bring everybody. Bring a camera. You're not going to believe this. Okay, so the glass square, my God, was a mystery. Or were you just getting my goop? No, I, I seriously wanted to know what the hell that was. He's like, what's with the glass square? And I'm like, you can't piece it together. He said a soldier's way. No, I understood it all. I didn't know what the point of holding the glass square was. He didn't climb through yes, that. Yes, he did. That was the point. He that did. The glass square was 12 inches by 12 inches. He would fit through it. I guarantee a if I pull foot. it. I guarantee if I pull it up right now, he'd be able to fit through that square. No. Enough where you buy it for a movie. It's not like it was like a pocket square. It was damn near close. <sighs> it was kerchief size. Bull. Moving on. Now, here's the... F- hey, dude. I decide when we move on. <laughs> Are you going to get mad at me for the credit card scene, too? Well, it depends what you're about to say. Well, that's not how you use the credit card to pick a lock. Would, but so aren't you relieved give a quick background he likes to pick locks and shit and i sent him a pick i don't that. like to pick locks it's oh. helpful in my line of work that if i need to get through a door and i don't want to destroy the door that there's certain techniques you can use to where you just destroy the knob or you just destroy the lock or you don't have to destroy anything and you can actually manipulate the lock so you can open it without destroying it much or at all good honey something happened at 3934 mcclure lost something any ideas Claire lost that love and feeling. He did point out at 4534 as a Mitsubishi TV. He did that as a burn of like, why don't you write that down? That sounds dumb. And I did, because it's a good fact. Thanks, bud. Yep, no problem. Oh, okay. After... Mudo, we got to talk about these jeans. What jeans? These ones. What's wrong with them? They're long. I have short legs. I'm six foot tall when I sit down. I can't help that. (laughs) What's wrong with those jeans? Seriously. No, I don't know. Everything okay? Oh, he said they're easily two to three times too big. Oh! Also, you look like Al Roker post-gastric bypass. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking prick. (laughs) This is the prick that's going to pay me (laughs) (laughs) $1,000. 
the next day. Tell me why you think I love watching this movie and why it makes me feel so good and why I've decided to center my life around it. Why do you think I'm obsessed with the burbs and the way that I am? I think there's other things you could do that would be more destructive. I think being obsessed with a movie, trying to learn every single second of the movie and every little nuance and every story behind who made what on what set. It's an obsession. It's definitely an addiction, but it's an addiction that has really no negative consequences. Right. If you were able to use alcohol or, or drugs or something to where you would be replacing that addiction with something destructive, this isn't necessarily destructive. It's embarrassing, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a tad odd. But again, it's not it's not hurting anybody. It's not hurting anything. Right. You, you seem to be doing okay. I mean, your apartment's probably spotless from, you know, just washing the burbs and cleaning your place. Like your cave is in dire straits. Oh my God. That's its, that's its current state at all time, at all points. McClure has witnessed this firsthand because when he, when he comes over, he like wants an air mattress to sleep on. And I'm like, sleep in the fucking Ikea chair, bro. I'm in my queen. I have. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most uncomfortable I think I've ever fallen asleep. I would have rather laid on your dirty hardwood floor on a pile of I mean, sick Starburst wrappers. Oh, totally. Bursts everywhere. Oh, Rick D was power company diehard. You did yes. point out that Rick Dukeman wasn't diehard. Is he from Canada? Yeah, he's a stand-up. I, I could tell just with that accent, whatever. It was kind of like a it was a Canadian accent, but then there's that scene in Die Hard. Uh, yeah, this is Walt uh, down at Nakatomi. Uh, say, listen. He's doing a New York accent? Yeah, he's doing like a New York Canadian accent. And he's Whoa. like, I can just call on the thing. And he goes, it can't be done from here. And Seriously? It. And he leans down and he goes, you lose the grid, you lose your job. Shut it down. Shut it down now. That whole shut it down in a Canadian New York accent, I'm like, he said something that reminded me, and I go, die hard, he's the guy in the manhole. That's pretty dope. I gotta find that later. Future Kurt, pop that in real quick. And I think it's grid 212. We'll find out. Hmm. Future Kurt was past McClure right. Uh, would it be possible for you to turn off uh, grid 212? Oh, and then Sarah pointed out that Bruce Dern is in Down Periscope. I don't remember that at all. She made to pick up my new submarine. There she is right now. Your new boat. She loves that movie. That is wild. Kelsey Grammer has a dick tattoo in that movie. Yeah. That's the only thing I remember. To my 11-year-old years, I was like, hilarious. That's like comedy top of the mountain. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's good policy for the Navy to hand over a billion dollar piece of equipment to a man who has welcome aboard tattooed on his penis. Oh, dude, let's get real here. Okay. So we won't go into the details, but when I talked to my therapist after hanging out with McClure at our buddy's wedding. Oh, I haven't heard this yet. There were two, this fresh, dude. Pod. Fresh. Market. That's new. Around here, I was there the other day. Fresh market? Yeah. That's no, not. I haven't been to it. Their salsa selection is a dog shit. <laughs> they had one salsa. Yeah. One salsa. Salsa is now the number one condiment in America. Do you know why? Because people like to say salsa. So there's a lot of stuff I talked to the therapist about, about going to that wedding. The fact that I thought for 10 months that I was a groomsman oh, and then yeah. found out two days before I wasn't. We talked about that a lot. Yeah. Sorry. He didn't mean that. I didn't know I was the one that was going to be telling you. Yeah, I, I thought you knew. <laughs> he had to tell me. And I, I said to him, before you told me anything, when you were like, oh, you're a groomsman? I said, dude, if I'm not a groomsman, it'll literally crush me. Yeah. It'll and destroy it, me. It did. 
for a little bit. Yep. Bye, bounce back. With a little pep talk, yeah. Bounce back. For the first time in my life, I feel like there's hope. Dude, did you know that in my card on Amazon right now is the UK release of the Burbs? They call it the Burbs Uncut, and the clouds are like yellow and black instead of the beautiful, beautiful light blue and purple that it is. Have you seen it yet? No, I'm going to fucking... The second that you're out of here, I got to make sure I order it with my gift card. There's only one left. I pray it's still there from last night. But here's the deal. Burbs Uncut, which is absolute bullshit. I look at that TRT. What do you think it says? The one we watched was 141.40. What do you think the uncut TRT is? I don't know. Is it 145? No, that's the work print TRT, though. Good guess, dude. It's got to be shorter then. 137. That's the burbs uncut. So it's uncut, but cut. Yeah. So <laughs> I can't wait to buy it and watch it and figure out what was deemed. You're going to run it side by side? Dude, I'll know when something happens different. The side by side sounds like fun. Mom's coming in. Mom! Mom, get out! We're in the studio! What's up, Mom? We're just recording a podcast. Hey, what what was I just saying? Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Who? What does it say? Kim and Kanye. Divorce turns nasty. Are they getting divorced? Uh, Whatever. Mom, do you buy it? I did. Yeah, she bought the magazine. Do you buy it that they're getting divorced? I think it's bull. It's kind of like how... Like you said that every single week, Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt are back together because it sells magazines. Yeah. Okay. Love you. She didn't say love you back. It's because she doesn't. No. <laughs> mom. No, sorry. That was a joke. Sorry, mom. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> that poor woman. <laughs> What's your burbs? Do you have a burbs? Does it have to be like action, horror, comedy kind of No, because I already know the answer. Uh, probably you're thinking El Dorado, John I, Wayne, and Robert Mitchum. That, I mean, that's a John Wayne movie. It's one of his classics. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. But people are talking like True Grit or Stagecoach if we're talking like, kind of like how people are like, what about like Forrest Gump and Apollo 13? Well, mine is more of a uh, the movie in and what, what I kind of base it on is my comparison of watching it with my dad and my grandpa. Oh, so it's like a nostalgia thing. Yeah, but then also the fact that it's... Have you ever seen Rio Bravo? It's the same movie, just with different people in it. Like, Dude, that's true. <laughs> you told me stage, that. Yeah. With the same characters, but there's just different actors playing them, and it's a slightly different plot, but mostly about the same. Totally. And it's just... It's fun. I would... It's like kind of Coke and Pepsi. Like, yeah. I like El Dorado better than Rio Bravo, but I'll watch both of them, and I watched... Probably El Dorado, I mean, in the hundreds of times. You've watched it more than I've watched The Burbs. I have, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've been watching El Dorado since I was like 16 years old. So That's your Burbs movie-wise. El Dorado, Saving Private Ryan, Die Hard. Ah, so that's why Probably, you have that I mean, Rick Dukeman fact yeah. on the tip. Yeah. Shut it down now. Uh, that's fascinating. I'm slowly realizing that I think I fucking love Tom Hanks. Oh, he's by far, oh, by far, like, the best. I've always said he's like our Jack Lemmon, where he's like an everyman, and he's funny, and he could be serious. One of the best SNL hosts, too. Oh, yeah. And he's like, everybody knows about the Five Timers Club now, but there was a window where it was cool to get in that club. Yeah. Seeing Tom Hanks get that jacket from Conan in that sketch is awesome. Yeah. Oh, 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 back to the burbs. Back to the burbs. Another reason, dude. Tell me every way that the firemen at the end of the, in the explosion were wrong and what they were doing. I want the deets on record. Oh, it's just, just that one, that one uh, scene where the two guys are carrying the like 10 foot section of hard suction. You use hard suction when you're drafting from a static water source. You're pulling water from a pond or a pool or a, you're not carrying it up to the scene. It stays with the, <laughs> stays with the actual fire truck. 
With the water source? Yeah. Like normally with a fire hydrant, you have water coming out of it. It creates its own pressure. If you don't have a pressurized water source, you have to pull from a static water source. So you would pull from a pond or a pool or a, a river if there was one close. So in order for them to shoot that scene, that was a real explosion. Mm-hmm. They had to have real firemen on set ready on the ready. Yeah. I mean, that was a real working fire apparatus with real hose, and I'm sure it was running. But those, do you think those were real firemen or no? I'm sure there were were some. So were they like looking at that going, that's hilarious, should we say something? Or they're like, look at these dumb fucks. Probably. So they probably had a good laugh. So there's probably someone out there who's like, oh, you know that movie The Burbs? I was a fireman on the Universal lot, and these dum-dums are up there with the suction-to-hard suction device with a static <laughs> pump in the wheel, dude. It's wild. Oh, it's crazy. I lo- and I love these shows, the you know the nine one ones and the and the Chicago fires and all this, and people see it, and then they ask you, "Hey, is that how life is like?" And it's like, totally. I'm just having sex in the engine house with just random models, you know, ordering eight finger whiskeys. Rescue me. Totally. Totally real. <laughs> it's like, no, you're you're picking up 400-pound poop-covered patients, and you're dragging them down narrow stairways, and you're loading them into ambulances, and they're riding off to the hospital, and you're going back and taking your third shower for the day because you feel disgusting. Guess what? Time to talk to Gloving. I have a penis. So uh, This was during the heyday of the bath salt craze. Yeah. So kids out there, if you're listening to this, do not do bath salts. It's not. It's kind of a passing craze. This guy's still alive. Um, so hopefully this isn't a HIPAA violation by talking. You know he's still alive today? He's, he's still alive. He's still alive. Have you seen him or his penis? No. Okay, continue. I haven't. So uh, there was a uh, gentleman in a trailer park that did some bath salts and then decided that he was going to try to uh, regenerate, I think is what you call uh, like a starfish when you cut a... <laughs> So he or like when a snake sheds his skin or yeah. something? So he took a razor blade and he tried to cut himself in half. He started at the top of his forehead, cut through his forehead, cut through the cartilage of his nose, through his lips, down his chest, started to cut large gaping wounds into the side of his legs. And then he took a razor, he took the same razor blade and went around the base of the shaft of his penis and his uh, scrotum. Mm. And then like a wet sock <gasps> started at the bottom and essentially degloved his penis he pulled his penis <laughs> off like a wet sock oh God, so we so get gross. we get we get the 911 call and i got this firsthand we got a bleeder he said that they found the patient walking around the trailer park bloodied and naked with a bloody stub for a penis they subdued the patient and they got him covered up and they were taking him to the hospital because he was he was bleeding but he was still conscious and alert and he was talking then they kind of started to walk around trying to look for this man's penis because they're like they're treating it like it was a firearm they're like we don't want some kid to find it you know <laughs> we don't want it to end up in the wrong hands it's like a firearm. yeah <laughs> so they start going out on a search for it and they're looking and they're looking under bushes and they're looking under cars because they're like where do you toss a penis when you're trying to get rid of one you know and they get a call on the radio that says you know you can discontinue your search we found it and talking to the paramedics afterwards, they said, hey, where'd you find that guy's penis? Uh-huh. And they said he had ripped off his penis and shoved it in his leg pocket, is what they called it. Oh. It was one of his gaping leg wounds. Oh. He, had, uh, he had ripped off his penis and shoved it into his leg pocket. Oh, so, my. I don't know if they were able to reattach his penis or save his penis, but they sewed him up and he's still alive what his quality of life is i cannot speak to but the man is still alive i can't what 
What do you think he's Can thought? I cuss on here? Is of that cool? Did. Okay, cool. We're talking about wet degloving of a penis. Well, it wasn't wet, but I, mean, I get it. Wet from blood. Blood is wet. Yeah, blood is wet. Flesh of my flesh. Blood of my blood. Big rap fan over here. Yep, yep. Big DMX reference there. Yeah, deep. I believe it was the name of the album. I loved that album, and I was terrified of the album cover because he was in a bathtub full of blood. And he growls like a dog. Yeah, he does. Rough riders and whatnot. Uh, yeah. What? Then he has slipping. Oh, what? I can't get up. No, I'm slipping. I'm falling. What? I got to get up. What? <laughs> it's like the early version of, of Lil John. What? So, we have three ratings for this. The okay. Burbs is the best of all time. That's Tibitbo, my friend. Okay. And if you agree, you say Tibitbo. That's the highest order. Okay. We could skip the other two if that's what you're going to say. Okay. 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 Next one down. ABB. Always be Burbson. That's the second level. Okay. The other level is KBB. Kurt B. Burbson. You don't want none of Burbson. You're done. You're never going to Burbs again. I'm going to give it another shot. I'm going to go ABB. With always be burbs and Hell I'm gonna give it yeah. a shot. I'm gonna try a sterile environment. Okay, yeah, that's good. That's good. Maybe even with headphones on. <gasps> Dude, even better, honestly, even better. And I'm gonna give it another shot. I love it. Okay. So that does it for McClezu. Another interview that leaves me wondering why do people hang out with me? And who would agree to watch a movie with me? seems nuts, but I'm glad they do. And next week, I've got a friend on, Kate Heckman, who was over at the Kirk Cave last week to get her burbs on. Always be burbsin'. Go, Come out of here.